Did you ask her where she went? No fear, she'd only get mad. She sighed. I wish father was here. Well, he won't be back till Saturday. I know that. I don't like it when he works away. I like him to be here. Well, you'll be off yourself soon, so you'll have to get used to being without him. Silence, but for the ticking of the clock and the occasional creaks of the cottage's settling timbers. Eddie said, Well, there's no point in us sitting here, and she won't like it if she comes back and finds us up. Anyway, I'm sure she've got a good reason. She wouldn't go off just for nothing. He stood up. I'm going back to bed. Abby didn't move. Leave the candle, she said. He moved away across the room and Abby heard the sounds of him returning to his bed. Alone at the window, she gazed out. The scent of the geraniums in the pot on the ledge was fragrant in her nostrils. In the moonlight, the roofs and chimneys of the cottages on the other side of the lane were dark silhouettes against the sky. Looking to the left, she could see the wooded hills, beyond which lay the town of Froome. Somewhere, an owl hooted. The lane was deserted. She thought again of her mother having gone out the previous week. The following morning, Abby had found her sitting on her bed, her face in her hands. Closing the door behind her so as not to alert Lizzie and Iris, Abby had gone to her. Ma'am, are you all right? Abby's voice had been uncertain, tentative, for often and sometimes when least expected, her mother would react in irritation and anger. This time, though, she had only shaken her head, but then a muffled sob had escaped her, and Abby had realised that she was crying. Oh, ma'am, what's the matter? Nothing. Her mother had shaken her head, lowering her hand so that Abby had seen the redness in her eyes, the tears on her cheek. She was usually so pretty, but not now, not like this. I'm all right, her mother had said, wiping her cheeks with her fingers. Go on back downstairs. Abby had done as she was told, but now, as the memory returned, she realised that there had been anger as well as sorrow in her mother's tears. Turning her head, she looked to the right, and suddenly there was the figure of her mother coming along the lane. Quickly she rose, picked up the candle and crossed the room. She set it down on the chair next to Eddie's bed and blew out the flame. Mam's just coming, she whispered, not knowing whether he was awake or asleep, and then, hurrying in the dark, started up the stairs. She entered the bedroom quietly, closing the door behind her. There were two beds, separated one from the other, by the rag rug she had made the year before. In one bed... Her two younger sisters, Iris and Lizzie, lay asleep. Getting into the other bed, she pulled the blanket up to her chin and closed her eyes. After a little while, she heard the soft sound of footfalls on the stairs. Moments later, the door opened. Abigail? The voice came in a whisper. Abby said nothing, hoping her mother would think she was asleep. The whispered voice came again. Abby, a pause, I know you're awake, so you might as well answer me.
After a moment, Abby sat up. Yes, ma'am? Come into my bedroom. I want to talk to you. And don't wake your sisters. As her mother turned away, Abby pushed the blankets back, got out of bed, and in the dark, crept out onto the landing. The door opposite, that to her parents' room, was open. Abby went in. Her mother had lit a candle and was standing beside the bed. Close the door behind you, she said. Abby did so. What were you doing up? Her mother's voice held a note of barely contained suspicion and anger. And don't say you weren't. I saw you at the window. I was waiting for you. I wondered where you were. What were you doing? Spying on me? Oh, ma'am, no. I, I heard you go out and you didn't come back. I began to get worried.